0: Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me again on this episode, the man, the myth, the Jesus. John Turturro is with me and I had such a great time talking to him about the underachievers, the dreamers, the salsa, and the passione. Mr. Turturro has brought to life some of the most memorable characters in cinema history with some of the best directors. The first time he was ever on screen was in Scorsese's Raging Bull, and then followed by so many classic performances, among others with his longtime collaborator Spike Lee in movies like Do the Right Thing, Mo Better Blues, and Jungle Fever. He played Herb Stemple in Robert Redford's Quiz Show, and on television he was absolutely excellent as a streetwise lawyer in The Night Of. And just now, he's starring as Rabbi Bengelsdorf in David Simon's HBO miniseries, The Plot Against America, based on the Philip Roth novel. It imagines an alternative history where aviator Charles Lindbergh ran for president in 1940, leading to the rise of fascism and anti-Semitism in the USA. And then, of course, there's Turturro's extended collaboration with the Cohen brothers. He was Barton Fink, he starred in O oh Brother Where Art Thou, and, of course, the Big Lebowski. And even though Turturro was only on screen for a few minutes here, the Jesus became one of the most iconic characters in film history. The Jesus is a character that the Cohen brothers wrote after seeing Turturro in a similar role on stage. Now John Turturro has written and directed an unusual new movie. The Jesus Rolls is loosely a remake of the 1974 French comedy Going Places, and in it Turturro brings back and of course plays the Jesus in full force. Purple sweatsuit, fingernail, hairnet, and all. The Jesus Rolls also has a huge cast of characters, played by among others Bobby Cannavale, Audrey Susan surrounded Sonia Braga and John Hamm.
1: One more strike, we lock you up for good. I've never seen anyone lick a ball before you throw a strike. That's my style. You look good. I look like a million bucks, huh? son. <laughs> what a honey, huh? But I'm pro. I know you got a screwdriver. Too little old to be stealing cars.
0: Jesus! I thought you were in a slumber.
1: Just got up. So you celebrated by stealing my car. That was the first thing you did. Well, I, I can't hack it in the home. Should have thought of that first. <laughs> oh, right here. Yeah. Yeah. On the road. flat broke. Hang in.
0: Mr. Turturro, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Well, it's my pleasure.
0: First of all, how are you? Are you and yours safe?
1: Yes, we're okay. We've kind of gone through uh, you know, my my wife had the virus and really? but she's Sorry. recovered. Yeah, and but she recovered and then I think I had we haven't gotten tested and then I had a less virulent form than she did, but I'm I'm I feel 100% now. So, uh but uh, it's a strange time.
0: It's a strange strange, time. Well, I'm happy to hear that you are safe and over it. uh, Yeah, thank you. But I cannot think of a career with performances that have resonated so much for me. You can seemingly play every religious denomination, culture, you can play an explosive (laughs) character, you can play a racist character, You, you can play a saint, but I read that you said the more normal you are in real life the crazier you can be in work now is this the secret i
1: think i think to have some kind of base to have some kind of normal base or say if you're a person who's responsible or takes care of other people or cares about other people then you get to be someone who's not like that and you know, you, 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 it's like saving in a bank account. So you've, you you're, you you don't act that way normally, and then you have all this stuff of like, well, I wish I I could be that way, that I could be really selfish, or I could be this way or that way, or you know, we all have different aspects of us that sometimes we haven't uh, developed, and sometimes to our benefit that we haven't developed. But Mm -hmm. uh, I do think it it helps because if you're crazy in real life, I think that is going to drain you eventually. Do you know what I mean? It it is going to drain you. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, a few people have accused me and said, you must be really normal because you don't really, you don't really care. I I mean, I don't really, I I never think, well, well, the audience is going to like me. They're not going to like me. I I really, I just want to keep them, awake and surprised, you know, and uh, if they don't know what I'm going to do, you know, I think humanity, I get a kick out of people that I, that surprise me and the people who don't surprise me, I find really boring sometimes, you know, and I think great literature, whether it's a book or, you know, or a play or whatever, you, you see the duality of people, you know, someone could be really weak, really afraid, yet they can have the courage to do something, be capable of doing great things, right? you know, and, and that, it all goes hand in hand.
0: And talking about Jesus Quintana, he's been compared to Don Quixote.
1: That's my kind of, cause I'm a Don Quixote freak and I, I, I really love Don Quixote. I, yeah, I just, I like the idea of these dreamers, you know, and these people who imagine like, you know, themselves larger than life and they have these quests. You know, uh, I mean, there's something really heroic about Don Quixote. So I just think maybe there's a little, you know, bleeds off a little bit into a character like the Jesus, at least in my mind, you know what I mean? And I had done this kind of character in a play before I had done the movie. And, you know, he had this kind of, you know, presentation, but there was this lonely, tender person underneath it. You know what I mean? And there was a real person underneath it. And, but he had this presentation of like, well, you know, I I have all the answers or I, you know, I, you know, I have, these are all my ideas and here's my, you know, everything is sort of a, he's a mastermind, but everything backfires on him, you know? (laughs) And uh, I, I kind of like that thing. And I thought, uh, I could explore that more because I kind of knew the character in a more intimate way.
0: You really helped shape him originally, right? When, when you read the, yeah, part for yeah. the first time.
1: Well, originally, you know, when they yeah. saw me in this play, then they kind of, we were, you know, they were, they said we're going to write something like that kind of character. It was like 75% and then maybe 25% of somebody else. And, and then it was really small, the role. So I, you know, we, they said, they're going to put me in a jumpsuit. So then they uh, they said, well, you'll come up with some ideas. So I I came up with a bunch of hairnet and nail and this, you know, uh, goatee and the whole thing. And, uh, you know, and then they let me try some things. And then, of course, the way they put it together, it looks like, you know, so masterful and everything. Have it your way, but my your point role. is, th- my point your is, role. are you ready to be fucked, man? I see you roll your way into the semis. Dios mío, man. Liam and me, we're gonna fuck you up. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Let me tell you something, Pandeo. You pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes, I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Jesus. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Who knew, you know, when, we, when the movie came out, it, it, it was not a big success at all in America, at all and it just became that later on because, you know, it's a movie about classic underachievers, you know what I mean? And we can't live in the moment, but I think everyone kind of, you know, that's like the college approach to life, you know, <laughs> the guy that flunks out of college. And, uh, uh, so, you know, I think, there's a philosophy in those kind of th- stories and even Cheech and Chong
0: they're underachievers that seem to be having such a good time
1: right? yeah because they're in, because you know a lot of times overachievers are they're insufferable they take up all the air in the room and they 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 drive you you just know when they look at you i mean i've had this with directors that they really don't care about you and they really don't like they only like what you can do for them you know what i mean and these guys i like the idea of the movie because i thought this kind of celebrates the generosity of the powerless cuz they're powerless mm-hmm. but they're actually interested you know i think some men are interested in the opposite sex some women are interested in in the opposite and, and you know and some people they just they kind of coexist you know what i mean and i like what happens between people, whether it's a man and a man, a woman and a woman, I think that's what's interesting, and that's kind of the mystery of it. And there are some people who actually, you know, giving pleasure is their pleasure, and there's other people who are taking pleasure. You know what I mean? They don't really care about the partner, or or. And I just thought that that that's almost kind of worth making a movie about.
0: Yeah, I, I wanna comment on that because in G- the Jesus Rules, um it's so interesting the fluid sexuality and, and excuse my language here, but yeah. this is your movie. <laughs> There's a line that says if men knew more about getting fucked, they'd be better yeah. at fucking.
1: <laughs> yeah. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> I think that's one of the best lines in, in that, that's like that's something I think I think I invented that line. that's not Bouillet, I think. But I mean it comes right out of Bouillet's uh thing. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I agree with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you were interested in exploring his whole his his sexuality.
1: Yeah, because we everybody has that. I mean, whether they 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 explored it or not, I mean, a lot of men are are so fearful of it. You know, they're fearful of women. They're fearful of their their femininity. They're fearful of it, and some people aren't. You know what I mean? And
0: Jesus is not. No, the
1: Jesus is not. No,
0: no, no, no. But I just, this is just in passing, but I was thinking you made a terrific documentary about the music of Napoli um, called Passione yeah, that thank I recently you. saw. And and I was thinking there you're sure that the crime, the Gomorra, passion, and culture and music coexist. And right. I was thinking that's a lot like Jesus. So.
1: Yeah, well, that actually, that's interesting because that making that movie gave, kind of gave me the idea to do this oh really yeah it did yeah i was watching people behave and particularly a couple of specific people who i knew individually but i saw them behave together and there's something about that city that's like uh it's it's bewitching you know it, it, it's bewitching it, it, it's there's something about it that you feel like you can live in the moment and uh there are so many great uh Actors who've come from that city, you know, and uh, so yeah, so that definitely uh, kind of a light bulb went off. Yeah. Uh, So there's a connection.
0: And the Jesus Rolls is, I guess I could say, influenced by, you were mentioning it before, an extremely controversial 70s French film and novel called Going Places, which many, including Roger Ebert, found shocking and misogynist. Um, but you've changed things. You've actually put the women in the center of the film.
1: Well, it, yeah, it's Les, Les, Les Valses*, the, the, the original title. It's a much more aggressive, much, much more aggressive film but there is something in the film that's still—they're they are younger and they're—and—and and they're more caveman-esque, I guess. Uh, but there's still something yeah, But there's still a curiosity, and they do fail, and they are somewhat, you know, curious. Maybe not as, you know, as gentle as our characters are, because it's a different time and everything, you know. Uh, but in some of his other movies, he explored that. Get out your handkerchiefs, and they're just. And then I read the book, and there are things in the book that I thought were really interesting. I mean, you just, you have to move it to now, and also you have to kind of bring your own sensibility. Certain things. I was in sync with and other things. I said, no, nah, I'm not really interested in that. And that's okay. And he gave me, he said, do what you want to do with it. And he was very happy with, with what I did with it because I was shocked when I saw it, but it also made me laugh. It did make me laugh. And when I sh- showed it to my wife, after I did Passioni, she was laughing a lot and I was surprised. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. So then I read the book and, you know, it, I thought, There's some interesting ideas there uh, that I'd like to maybe possibly explore. I mean, actually, the reason I even saw the movie was I read a review that Pauline Kael wrote. And she loved the movie. And she said they don't do anything like they do what the bourgeoisie do, but without any of the hypocrisy. And she kind of got it. And she understood why people freaked out. But she was a huge champion of it. That's what made me go see the movie.
0: Many, many fans are so protective of their cult character, and I'm sure Jesus has been quoted back to you for decades now. Um, Are you ready for sort of a a backlash of doing something different and exploring this character even more?
1: No, no, not at all, because the character is kind of, so I think people who like it, like that character, who want to see that character will enjoy it. You know what I mean? Will enjoy it. I never worry about those things. I don't. My, my only, my only worry is that I keep you awake and maybe surprised. That's it. I don't care if you like it, you don't like it, you love it. You make sure, that, because I feel like if you worry about that, that's like, like making a friendship with someone saying, well, I want you to like me. That that can't happen. The, the only thing that can happen is I can you know, we can share something together. I can listen. You know, respond, and then out of that something happens. So I—that's what—that's what I try. That's how I try to approach things and not be judgmental. I kind of trust my instincts because once you don't trust your instincts, then you're into a co- sort of a corporate mentality. And I think the the Big Lebowski was anti that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and our film is about underachievers too but you know so it's you know it's not a sequel it's it's kind of a companion piece
0: yeah like you were saying at the at the beginning that always surprising us and keeping us on our toes
1: but i i just i like when things kind of uh, challenge me a little bit you know if you read something you go wow i you know like when susan is in the restaurant and she starts talking to the the maitre d lady yeah and Telling her about her life. And, you know, when you witness something like that in real life, you never forget it. I I always think, you know, in in the real world, women usually are in the center of everything. And that's why men do all these crazy things, because they're not in the center of it. You know, (laughs) it's kind of a forced center. That's what I noticed when I was a little boy.
0: In this movie or in general?
1: No, just as in in my life. And I think whenever I've whenever I've made movies, I've tried to put women in the center.
0: Another thing you've done in your career is you've given sort of how can I put this snapshots of America, um, race, class. Um, I was just I just had the honor of interviewing Ed Burns for your show, "The Plot Against America." Is this something that's interested yes. you when you're yes. choosing yes. roles?
1: Absolutely. And I think if you're at all, wh- however you look you are put into some kind of category and if you look more ethnic you're put into a category and they try to keep you there. So I'm I'm interested in history, I was a substitute history teacher many years ago, but I read a lot of history and I'm, I'm interested in in race, class, religion and and how the past, you know, informs the present and you know, this whole degradation of uh intellect that you see going on in certain places like in my country, uh, that's for sure. Uh, So sometimes, you know, by playing, exploring someone ignorant, you can, you can expose, you know, what, what forms that, that kind of uh, approach to life. And a lot of times it's fear. Uh, It's not even a lack of curiosity, it's fear, you know? And so, yes, that's something that I'm aware of and I'm, you know, like I'm half Sicilian. So I'm really very mixed. Once I did all this DNA, I did this TV show, and I'm really full of all different things. Yes, I'm really like, it's like, um, I, I got a lot of uh, Iberian, and Middle Eastern, and some North African, and you know, it's like, uh, so I'm, I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I knew I was mixed anyway, but it, it wasn't even that big of a surprise to me.
0: You bring empathy to even your most racist character, and that must have been something that you saw. Or, or
1: Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. That's right. You can see that. You can see that in people. No one is one-dimensional. And if you make them one-dimensional, then the audience sees it and go, well, they're just bad. You know, they're just this way. But if you don't, if you show them, well, there's something of you maybe in that, you know what I mean? Or you could be that way, you know, or then you're revealing something.
0: What about the rabbi in the plot against America? He, um, he he's very. I mean, he's certainly not one-dimensional.
1: No, he's on the. He's on at the end on the wrong side of history. But there are a lot of people like that, you know, who are who think, well, I can. I'm smarter than everyone. I can show everyone uh, that I can negotiate with them and find the, the 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 middle ground. And sometimes there is no middle ground. He also comes from a particular. Place in the country, which has a fascinating history. The South. He's from Charleston, South Carolina, and that's a very old Jewish community. And they all, you know, they had slaves, and they all fought in the Confederacy, or, 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 or most of them did. And so it's a it's a very different way of looking at the world. You know what I mean? And uh, before World War II, most of the country was isolationist, uh, and so. Of course, now, no one ever thinks those things. The Jewish people are all about pushing the United
0: States
1: into this new war. He's calling us war agitators. Listen to that crowd. This is not an evil man.
0: Lindbergh is not an anti semite <gasps> Like hell, he's not. It's a fascist.
1: The fascists don't like Jews. Why? Because we're Jews.
0: What's our luggage doing here?
1: There are no vacancies. Take your bags and your family and leave. Do you have any idea what's at stake in this coming election?
0: I believe he is a good man. Right. There are so many, though, who don't trust him. I pledge allegiance to the flag. What is happening in the world today of
1: the United States, States of America
0: is not America's law. And to the republic for which it stands,
1: Liberty and justice. So I think you know Roth in the book drew from a lot of sources. So yeah, so I thought it was I thought it was interesting.
0: It was, and I love that you've played both Jesus and a rabbi in the same year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I, the last year I played William of the, you know of Baskerville in the uh, in the name of the rose. So I think I kind of uh, I had a, a religious trifecta. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you've done it all you know you're you've directed so much now but i mean you guys kind of grew up together your fellow directors and, and um spike lee the cohen's um how have they have you guys informed each other
1: I think everybody informs everybody. I mean, you know, you watch how they set a tone, how they prepare, how fastidious they are, how open they are to suggestions or not. I mean, you learn. And a lot of times directors ask me, well, what is it like working with this other director? They don't know because unless they were an assistant, you know, and then you you tell them. So you, you pick up from all different things. And so when you go to work you say well i'd I like this and i like that and i think this helps people and this doesn't help people i mean i can tell right away what the vibe is on a set and a lot of sets don't have vibes I, I gotta be honest with you
0: is that good or bad
1: it's not good it's not good i mean i think when a set has a really good vibe people they start it's like they become their consciousness starts to drop away from them
0: what's what was your vibe on this one
1: my vibe was to, to make it as relaxed as possible and uh, and to create an atmosphere that, you know, things were, that if you did something, you wouldn't be afraid to try something surprising, you know, and I, I, I know what it, how it feels to stand in front of the camera. So it's not that hard for me to kind of create a fun environment, you know, and I, I try to do that with the crew and it's important to have the right, to have a sense of irreverence, see, you, to be irreverent in in this incredible high pressured environment. If you've done your preparation, you could say, you know what, let's play for five minutes. You know what I mean? That can really help people a lot, and it can really energize instead of you being just a professional.
0: And when you put on that purple suit, what music do you put on? How do you get into? How do you get into the Jesus?
1: Well, I, I obviously I used the Gypsy Kings, but I listened to a lot of Latin music for two years straight <laughs> and uh you know and and my salsa teacher Idalka was very instrumental in in uh teaching me salsa and yelling at me and uh you know it just just her whole vibe you know, and she's in the movie she's the lady I danced with in the movie, but she really helped me a lot.
0: Are you good at salsa now?
1: I'm, I'm a pretty good dancer, yes. If I learn a dance, then I can... But it's just endless, the variations of it. So I'm no master. But, you know, I can, I can salsa.
0: I can believe it. Mr. Torchero, thank you so much. My my husband, who half Italian, wanted me to ask you 10 questions about fr- working with Francesco Rossi. But uh, <laughs> next time.
1: Well, I'll tell him that was one of the highlights of my... Tell him it was one of the highlights of my life. And that he was a dear, dear friend and just a great director. And I learned so much from him. And I recently saw Christ Stopped at Ebley, which they, the, the the long version of it, the film forum in New York before everything got shut down. And it was just amazing. And so I just, I can't speak more highly about it.
0: Well, neither can he. So he'd be happy to hear that. Thank you so much. It was yeah. very honored Thank to you. talk to you. Thank you. For- Have
1: a, stay safe and healthy. You All right. as well. Thank you. Por el camino del desierto, el viento me despeina, su aroma de colita, no nada, nada del aire. Ella estaba a la entrada, y la campana ya sonar, y me dijo ya mi mismo, el del cielo. Ella se una vela, y nuestra del camino, soy moza el corredor, y yo te que diciendo... Welcome
0: to California a Fucking Santana That creep can roll, man